ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. And we are back. Hour number three. Pharrell coast to coast on a Tuesday. Carver Hine, Cam Stewart in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us here today. A lot to do in this final hour. We've got some NFL still. Got some college football. Maybe some golf. Uh, Adam Kaplan later on as well. Uh, it is all happening here on a Tuesday. All right, Cam. I've got a few more NFL things for you. Let's start in New York where obviously... The Jets have been uh, not just the talk of town. I mean, they've been the talk of the league. Everybody's hyped up about the Jets. They got the TV show, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, So the Giants, who were a lot better uh, than them last year, made the playoffs, won a game. Uh, They've kind of taken a bit of a backseat in the New York area leading up to the start of this season. We have the annual Snoopy Bowl coming up on Saturday between the Jets and the Giants at MetLife, the annual preseason meeting. Aaron Rodgers is going to play a little bit for the Jets. Now, for some reason, they had to ask Brian Dable like 15 times uh, if he cared uh, that Aaron Rodgers was going to play in the game. He's really (laughs) not the kind of guy that cares about things like that. Uh, Here's Brian Dable. They have a lot going on. I'm sure you're well aware that Aaron Rodgers is there now. They're on hard knocks. They're sort of been taking all the headlines, capturing all the headlines locally. You guys are kind of on the back burner. What do you think of that as a coach? And does it matter to you? Uh, no, I just try to do my best to get our team ready to play. Do you watch Hard Knocks? I do not. <laughs> do you watch it? I did. You like it? It's entertaining. All right. <laughs> that scene, though, like, that's a that's a big story. Uh, are you? paying attention at all to the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and when he signed here and what was your... He just said uh, no! What did you think of that no. when he was coming to the same Stop city? Stop Really, I got, I got my team to worry about, so... Um, and he's a heck of a player. One Stop of the best asking me! It, but uh, all that other stuff, I mean... <laughs> I'm not a storyteller or a writer, so I just try to focus on our football team getting better. <laughs> and, a storyteller writer! I love it! That's just, like that's just that it. piece... They oh, asked dude. him, like, five minutes before that about it. And I guess that guy came in a room late, and they asked him again. Like, it's like, oh, nobody cares. This enough. dude is coaching his team. 
He doesn't care that Aaron Rodgers is going to play a series or two for the Jets against his team on Saturday night. Doesn't matter, Cam. Leave the man alone. Jeez. That was awesome. Like, you guys, like, kind of knows when you're kind of like, because we've all done scrums and stuff before, when the guy gives you the answer like that, like, you move on to something else. It's kind of like the dog. He's right. got your arm. Yeah. Like, you don't want him to keep on biting you. Like, leave him alone. He goes, that, that he goes awesome. right back over the top. Uh, yeah, goes right exactly. back over the top. I was looking at this last night, Cam. You know, the Giants, and we're going to do some win total stuff here in a little bit. Giants, of course, last year uh, made the playoffs, won a game, seven and a half uh, for them. Now, the schedule's a little tougher. Uh, They had an easier, more favorable schedule last year, just the way things work out. Schedule looks tough on paper. I sometimes don't like to put a lot of stock in that because the NFL changes so much from year to year. But seven and a half does seem a little light. Uh, for the G-Men, G-Men, Big Blue uh, coming into this year. It does. I, I think the Giants are going to be, you know, we talked about this, Carver. They're going to be in a lot of track meets because I don't really don't think their defense is all that great, but I think they can score. So it's one of those things. They're probably going to have a lot of overs in their games, and we'll talk about that. But the whole thing is, depending on this, we talk about Washington. Are they going to be that wild card team? And Dallas, they'll always find a way to, to screw it up. Like, you could talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They're doing this. They're doing that. Who cares? It's just one of those things. I still, you know, the Eagles are the team in that division, and we'll see what happens. But seven and a half feels light. It does. And and, and the Cowboys are very talented as well, uh, as we they know. Are. It's just it, you they think are. about the two teams and only a one-win difference in the totals between Washington and the Giants uh, with the six and a half and the seven and a half just doesn't, doesn't seem right, uh, at least to me. But the Giants also mm-hmm. need to show that they can uh, win some games against the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, this year, and they'll have that opportunity right out of the gate, Sunday night football against the star uh, at their place. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High and Cam Stewart in for Scotty Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Byline. Great to have everybody with us here today. The Carolina pa- uh, Panthers, Cam, they were one of the teams that came right out, said we're starting our rookie. Bryce Young's going to be the guy. No questions asked. I think it was the right thing for Frank Reich to do, but... Wants to get him some more work, Cam. Sometimes these last preseason games, you put your starters in the cupboard. That will not be the case for Reich. He thinks that Young has some more learning ahead of him. Here he is. Yeah, that's yeah, great question, and that is why you know we're planning on playing him. Sometimes a lot of teams won't play their starters in the last preseason game. Um, you know, we're going to play, we're going to play Bryce and play our offensive starters. Um, you know, still want to get more reps. Um, I think what we had twenty, about twenty last week or something like that. Um, and, you know, it's kind of TBD again, you know. I mean, could be about the same, could be a little less, could be a little bit more. like to get a little rhythm going, accomplish certain things. Um, so we'll play it by ear. Probably the right strategy uh, with the young I like guy. the approach. Get the feet wet a little bit. A little, I like yep. him too. I'll, I know you got a raw deal in Indy. I know you got a real raw deal in Indianapolis. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard look, to blame him. Exactly. It's like, what's it? Look, look, look who he's working him. for. It's not, you know what I mean? Frank Reich's a good football yeah. man. I'm not going to say he was perfect, but yeah. like, really? Like, dealing with that all the time? It's like, come on, man. Cut me some slack. Yeah. I, I think he'll be good. He'll be good for the Panthers. Uh, and I think it's good Agreed. for him to start with a young quarterback and kind of mold him. All right, for all coast to coast on a Tuesday, Carver High Camp, Stuart for Scotty. We'll come back. More NFL. We got college to do as well. We're back after this. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High Camp Stewart in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. Bet MGM is going to get you set up on Friday. It's no run first inning Fridays. Nerfy Fridays. What do you got to do? Three easy steps. Just log into your Bet MGM Sportsbook account, opt into the promotion, place a no run first inning bet on any MLB game. Just bet. No. On the will there be a run in the first inning market, if your bet loses but only one run is scored during the first inning, you'll receive a bonus bet back equaling your stake up to $50. Bonus bet will be reflected once the wager is settled. Available, of course, only on Fridays. Please make sure to read the full terms and conditions of this promotion before participating. No run first inning Fridays from BetMGM. All right, Cam couple of other things uh almost everybody's gotten the quarterback situation announced who's playing week one we still have some stragglers uh, the texans have already told you that stroud you know they're not going to name it till week one we know it's going to be stroud and then uh jonathan gannon who's the new head coach in arizona and we know kyler murray's hurt he's obviously not going to play at the start of the season he also has said he is not naming uh, a starting quarterback yet why it wouldn't be Colt McCoy, uh, who's got a lot of NFL experience. Uh, We're not really sure, but I guess he wants to take uh, a little more extended look at uh, rookie Clayton Toon uh, before he goes and officially names McCoy the starter. Um, I don't think it matters, Cam, because they're going to be really, really, really bad uh, this year, the Arizona Cardinals. Worst? Are they going to be the worst team in the league? Yes. Uh, Yes. Worse than Indianapolis? That's the two you got right there. The worst. Arizona? I think they're the worst. Three wins? Four wins? What are you talking, Cardinal? Uh, Broken wing? Can can you give me four? No? Not so much? Three. No, I I like the under four and a half, actually, uh, for Arizona. I think they're under four and a half. Wow. That's low. (laughs) That's That's low, low, no doubt, especially with 17 games now. That's... That's real low. I think they're going to be a real bad uh, team. Lisi actually bet the ladder on them, uh, Cam. He bet them for zero wins, one win, two wins, and three wins. 
So he didn't, just, he didn't just bet the straight under four and a half. Let me tell you he something. Talk her about the Cardinals and win you. one game. That guy's the best. I love Jolie. So he's man. laddered it up. But if they win four games, he loses all those bets. So he needs him to win between zero and three. Uh, for him, oh. <laughs> that, that's oh. a Lisey special right there. That's, that's a go so for the good. two. Uh, yeah. putting, <laughs> putting it together for Isn't you. That's awesome. Um, speak- <laughs> one game. <laughs> Let's get into two some win totals. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, go for the two. Let's get into some win totals. Did you know that the yep. most bet team on the win totals at BetMGM is the New England Patriots? 65% of the bets are on the over 70 and a half. It's the most really? bet. Uh, the Patriots win total is the most bet at BetMGM. There it is right there. Look at Bill. Look at all, uh, yeah. look at I, all Regal I'm right mystified. there. Uh, the most bet. Like, Carver, like I, 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 think, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not sure. Like the, I think the number is very, very good. Like, what about Miami? What about your Bills? Like the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers is right. good and the offense is good, they already have a great defense. I don't know. Like the Patriots. Like I, I think that's a fair number at seven and a half. I don't know if they're gonna win eight games. I think a lot of that also is, and and look, we're still a couple of weeks out from the season. Um, mm-hmm. Massachusetts is one of the newer states uh that has had the light turned on in terms of people being allowed to bet legally i think a lot of that number because we saw a lot of this with the lions last year too and even this year with the lions on some things i think that massachusetts finally having the light turned on and everybody is Mm -hmm. uh everybody's back in the pats uh cam they're getting involved with the pats uh up in the new england area i think that that's partially why it's been the most bet team Oh, I'm not either. Uh, believe me, I am not in the mix whatsoever. Uh, the most uh, NFL win total betting. Let me give you the most bet overs for the tickets and the money. I already said the Patriots, uh, obviously, with the tickets and their seven and a half. Broncos, eight and a half. Steelers, eight and a half. And then mm-hmm. on the money side of things, Washington, New England, and Pittsburgh. Uh, the most bet overs right there. Wow. Interesting. That's really, really interesting. I, 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 the Steelers is a team that I like, but man, I find that division really hard to assess because you know all teams like Baltimore, I think, can be a lot better too. And you, you know that Pittsburgh's going to be good, and Cleveland, like, very tough. Car- Carver, I like to attack things like you kind of like a division where you got a couple real like wimps and then a couple other strong. Like, like maybe like the way go for the twos attacking the Cardinals. That division to me. It's literally right. a heavyweight fight. Every team, to me, can win that division or, or be there. So it's something that's pretty hard to bet on, in my opinion. I think a lot of the Steelers is obviously um, Tomlin fan is base. 500 or better every year. Well, Tom, and, and yeah. you know, he hasn't had a losing season. And they got him to nine last year, and that, that's mm-hmm. the same number you'd be. I think that they are better this year than they were last year, especially with Pickett in his second year. So... Uh, you could probably get me uh, behind the over for the Steelers, but I'm mm-hmm. not quite there yet uh, ready to put it in, but it might make the list. Most bet unders. These are the unders that are getting both, most bet. The tickets and the money. Raiders, Cardinals, and Jets have the most tickets to the under. Raiders, Panthers, and Giants, most tickets to the money. So it's funny. We were just talking about the Giants. Thought it was a little light, and they're one of the most, some of the most monies on that under uh, for the Giants under seven I, and a half. Telling, Cam. Very I, telling. I, I agree with a lot of those things. I don't think the Jets are going to get the 10. Sorry, I know we got a lot of Jets fans at the network, but it's going to uh. be, you know, it's, it's not easy. Cardinals, we think, are going to be trash. Joe Lisi, Joe Lisi thinks they can maybe win a, one, two, or three, <laughs> and the Raiders are an absolute 
uh, abomination. They're, O'Connell might be their quarterback like by week five or six. So I have no problem with those bets whatsoever. Usually public money never wins, Carver, but uh, I kind of agree with right. these plays. I don't know about the Panthers. Yeah. The Jets was actually, the I think, the first or second win total that I put in a couple months ago. Uh, the Jets was one of the first under. ones that I did for the under. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm really only – uh, How does done Mafia unders. feel about that? Mafia, Kosky, I'm sure the rest Mafia. of the, well, the Mafia, to be work, fair. Are they coming after you? Mafia's never – now, I don't know if Mafia's gotten on the train here as we've gotten closer, yeah. but I know when it initially happened, he wasn't the biggest fan of the of the Rogers stuff. So yeah, know, that's kind of where yeah, Mafia was uh, at the beginning. Interesting. Um, interesting. But I just – look, uh, you know, the Jets will always jet, uh, and that's pretty much the only reason why I made that bet is because the Jets always yep. jet, and that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Uh, NFL win totals with 70-plus percent of the bets on the over. So individual teams, Cam, that are getting 70-plus percent to their over. Nobody going near the unders. Titans, Chiefs, Steelers, Saints, Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks. Chargers and Cowboys. Look at that. 84% on the Titans over seven and a half. Wow. Titans getting the love. That's crazy. Um, I don't know what the heck's going on. Broncos? Uh, no, that's uh, <laughs> uh, definitely under. Uh, see, uh, wow, that's nuts. See, uh, Seahawks, I think, are going to get there. You know what? Charger? You say Charger will Charger? I think this year... High voltage. I'm actually believing in the lightning bolt. I believe. Wow. I think they actually have a good year. Be careful. I, Be careful. I know, I know. Be I, careful. I'm just telling you, Carver, <laughs> I, li- I like the Chargers. I don't know why, but I'm a glutton for punishment, uh, I guess. Other side of the coin, uh, the Bucks. 89% are on the under 6.5 for the oh, Bucks. Yeah. 69% on the Colts under the 6.5. Two that you were just talking about. Panthers, Raiders, Jets, Cardinals, and Vikings under 8.5 at 58%. You know what? Uh, I think the Vikings are going to make finish last in that division this year. I think they're going to be horrible. Wow. I know. I'm dead serious. Like, I I, I don't think – like, I think the Bears can have a better record than the the Vikings. I really do. I'm not sold on that team at all. Downtown. Downtown from Cam Stewart. Let's go. What do you think? Well, Well, I think a lot of people – well. Uh, it would not stun me if they were under eight and a half. You got to remember, everybody thought they were fraudulent last year. They won all those games by one score. And then they lost to the Giants at home in the playoffs. I think people are sell- are down on them. I think people are selling. Uh, eight and a half, I- I'd probably lean to the under right now. Pharrell Coast to Coast will come back. College football. Notre Dame plays on Saturday. Let's go. Yeah. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life did you if you could 
Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver Hine, Cam Stewart in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us here. All right, Cam, uh, as we've been mentioning all week long, and we're going to continue to mention it, college football is back on yep. Saturday, week zero. Uh, and the highlighted matchup is, of course, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame heading across the pond to Dublin at the Aviva, uh, where they will take on Navy. Let's hear from the head coach, Marcus Freeman, as they get ready to board that big jumbo jetliner for the long flight uh, from Chicago to Dublin, talking about the start of a new season. Here's Coach Freeman. You know, it's tough because you can never measure your team until you face an opponent, right? And you, you, you often think about, okay, are we doing what it takes to make sure this team is ready when we face an opponent? But the true test comes on Saturday. But... With that being said, I'm going to go back to our focus has to be on today. And so we got a team meeting at 145, and the only thing I'm going to talk to them about is winning today. Like, I don't, we'll get to Dublin, Ireland. We'll get to the Navy game. Our only objective is to win today. And I know that's coaches speak. I know coaches say it all the time, but it's true. Like, if I sit here daydreaming about, I can use Saturday maybe to think about how to plan today. But if we don't win today, then guess what? Saturday's going to, and not going to be the result we want. And so our focus has to be to win today. But Saturday we'll get to measure what team we have. Yeah, here's my focus this year, Cam. Don't lose the games you're at, you're not supposed to lose. Okay, there's, exactly. that would be my focus for you this year, Marcus, because that's what you did last year when you lost uh, games to Marshall and Stanford and you, you almost mm -hmm. lost to Cal. Like, yeah, I mean, teams at Notre Dame are supposed to be a lot better than, uh, you know, they screwed around with Navy last year. Uh, it ended up being a lot closer game than it should have been. I don't want to see it, Cam, and I said this to you yesterday, and I am going to hammer this home all week long going into this Navy game. I want to see the Irish punish yep. uh, on Saturday. I want to see a team that, with a guy as a second year as a coach, step up and really do the right things. I want to see Hartman come in and be a big-time player for them, getting them from Wake Forest. I want to see the results right away because they should pummel Navy on Saturday at 20 and a half for a reason, and they should cover it. I agree. The Navy used to be a lot better, too. Like, there's no excuse that Notre Dame can't blow these guys out. And the thing is, I know they're, they're an academy school, but you can't, you can't, it's football. It's football, and you need to make statements. Yeah. You're right, Carver. As a, as a Notre Dame fan, like, that's been their MO. They're a good football team, and they play down to their level of competition. And it's unacceptable as a program with that kind of status. You got to go out there and kick the crap out of people. Sorry. You know, there's no no feelings in football. We'll worry about that later. Go out there and, you know, win the game by 35 points and make a statement. Uh, eight and a half is the win total for Notre Dame this year, uh, as we're going to see on the board right here, Cam. Uh, they are 30 to one to win the national championship, plus 750 just to make the college football playoff. What worries me about the win total, and, and look, I they better go over eight and a half wins. They have three very tough games this year, Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. 
Two of those three games are at home. And the reason why the plus 750 is maybe the one thing that I would look at there, Cam, is because if they can win two of those three games and two of them being at home and they win their other games, which they couldn't do last year, because they're Notre Dame, as we know, and they have one loss, they will be in the conversation in late November. Uh, so that's why the plus 750 is uh, a little spicy to me. Games aren't won and lost on paper, but I think Notre Dame can beat Clemson at South Bend. I think they can. Like, if they, if they yeah. play their game, they can. And Ohio State, that's a, that's a story for another day. That'll be a very difficult game, and I think they can play with USC that's as in well. South Bend. So I, I do think two yeah. out of the three is realistic. Uh, Caleb Williams and USC is one of those teams. They will go uh, to South Bend coming up this fall. Uh, as of right now, he was named yesterday. First team, uh, of course, preseason All-American. Uh, there he is right there. He is the favorite for the Heisman Trophy as of right now. Plus 500. Uh, everybody uh, going to the window for Caleb Williams. But it is very hard, Cam, to win this award uh, two years in a row. You want to know why? Because nobody's done it since the 70s. Archie Griffin, the last time uh, somebody won the back-to-back -back, uh, Heisman double. Many have tried. They have been unable to do it. I look at the board, Cam, uh, and we have the full mm -hmm. list here, at least the favorites for you for the Heisman, and I think there are a lot of guys in, like, the 14 to 20 to 1 range uh, that I'm going to be looking at, including uh, Sam Hartman being one of those guys, Michael yep. Penix Jr. He's actually up to 12 now. Uh, Drake May from North Carolina is 18. He's not on that board. I think those are the guys in that 12, 14 to 20 range that I'm going to take my shots with with the Heisman. I like Penix Jr., but Washington, they, they won't run the table. Um, that's the thing. I like Hartman at 16. I agree with you. Bo Nix, is, what's this like? Is every year different team, different coordinator, different team, different well, coordinator. That's tough. That's tough for he's Bo. On his... He's on his. Ninth yeah, year of know. eligibility uh, for Bo. Exactly. Uh, so he's got, he's got, he's got a lot of experience. Yes, he does. Professional college <laughs> player for Bo Nix. Uh, I'm going to do the uh, – I'm going to save the Pac-12 and the Big Ten for you tomorrow, Cam, because Perfect. I've only got a couple minutes left with you, and I want to be able to mm -hmm. at least just have a couple of laughs at the expense yeah. of Jay Monahan, uh, who had a big sure. press conference this morning. PGA Tour Championship coming up this week. Final event of the season tomorrow me and cam will give you all the picks we'll give you the outrights uh we'll give you who we think is going to win the fedex cup with that's with the strokes we'll give you who we think is going to yep. win the 72 holes without the strokes we'll give you everything that you could possibly want top fives top tens etc uh but jay did his uh state of the union i guess for the pga this morning we're only two months removed from him uh getting this deal together with the pif uh live is involved the players have not been happy with him, uh, but Jay does think, Cam, that players are going to be happy uh, going forward once this deal gets put in place. Here's Jay Monahan. First of all, the players are focused on the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship. And yeah, the ones that are there. I, 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 exactly. I have, from my conversations and from the great work that our team has done, um, I think if I were to succinctly put it, and this is the way Jack Nicholas put it to me, the proof is in the pudding. And so I think oh. players are now saying, okay, I understand oh. what we're trying to accomplish and why we've taken this step. Um, I understand that, you know, the confidential nature of what we're dealing with and how you plan to handle that within the governance. And at this point, I think players are focused on their play and they know, 
you know, as we move forward and certainly as we move towards the end of the year, um, there's a responsibility and expectation as from, you know, from them towards, towards me and the team that, you know, we're going to be in a position to communicate um, the best. a positive outcome for the PGA Tour. What is he saying? Like, honest, I, like, honestly, honestly, God, like, does, this guy, does this guy Joe know? Biden, the, the, AKA Jay does Monahan, this guy know? Politics. <laughs> exactly. Does like, this guy know that? that the players don't like him? Like, he sits up there like, I think the players are focused on playing in the tour. Yeah. They don't like him, Cam, anymore. There are a lot of guys still feel betrayed that they didn't know about behind the back, yeah. all these things. So he could sit up there and do that all he wants. Now, you mentioned something funny. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a future in politics, I guess. He Good really time. laid out uh, a potential future in politics answer when one of the reporters asked him about the Live Tour because part of his deal is, like, he's, he's going to decide – if the live tour is going to exist uh, a couple of years from now, basically it's going to be in his hands almost really. It's not, uh, it's going to be in the, no. the guy who runs the PIF's hands, but here's a true politician answer from Jay Monahan about the live tour. And specifically on live golf in your mind, does that exist in two, three, five years time? Cause that would seem contrary to the development plans you're speaking about for your own tour. I think, you know, there are a lot of questions that, are specific questions that are going to come and have come to me as it relates and have come to others as it relates to elements of what is in the framework what? agreement and elements of what we're talking about. What? I'm not going to talk publicly about them until we've completed those oh, discussions. No. And I can okay. answer that question oh, specifically and directly. Oh, Jay. Jay, oh, sure. Jay, Jay. Yeah, now, okay. Honestly, just, okay, just, Jay. just get it. Just Jay. run, run for office. Like enough is enough. Like I'm, I'm so done. Dude, that guy gave me a headache. He gave me a headache trying to explain things there. Enough. The Saudis are going to tell you what uh, to do, Jay. That's the bottom line. Get it. <laughs> Carver, like, what's happening here? What is happening uh, here? I agree. He's going to be told. Me. And trust me, if 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 uh, Al, whatever his name is over there with the PIF, wants to keep live golf, yeah. he's going to keep live golf. Uh, because exactly. they, they got all the money, and they're going to do that. Here is the odds to win this week, the Tour Championship. Without the bonus strokes, Cam. This is just who's going to shoot the best over the 72 holes. No uh, funny business. No minus 10 for this guy or minus 6 for this guy. Rory and Scotty at the top. Rom, Hovland, Cantlay, Shoffley, Max Homa, and Colin Morikawa uh, on the big board for you uh, going into this. I think week. you kind of – I'm not going to give everything away. We got uh, golf to talk about tomorrow, yeah, but I'm going to say this. At, tomorrow. Hole at 14 looks real sweet to me. He played well last I, week, and I think at Eastlake, yep. this type of course he can get it around. Remember, Zach Johnson's done well here before. He's a small ball hitter. Watch out for Shoffele. He's the type of guy to sneak up in the event for, with the with the gold medal and stuff. He played pretty good last week and then kind of faded. If he can just get it together. But uh, I got to tell you, Carver, I almost want to go back to Victor. He's my boy now. Me and Victor, like, honestly, if I ever meet Victor Hovland, I, like, want to give him a hug for helping, in my, helping me in my life. Vi Victor's your guy, and look, I, you know, Homa, I think he's, is he starting minus six or minus four? Uh, he's in one of those, four, but four, I think. Rory, Rory, Rory was six back at the start of last year and won. Now, Rory played ridiculous, yep. and Scheffler completely choked uh, on Sunday uh, and gave it away, but guys have won uh, coming from behind at this tour championship in the past. All right, Pharrell, coast to coast. Cam, yep. go get ready for game time decisions. I'll see you back here tomorrow with me on CBC. Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, is up next.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... Get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. Always great to have with us our NFL insider here on SportsGrid, and that is, of course, Adam Kaplan, couple times a week on C2C as we are finally getting a little bit closer. Two weeks from Thursday, Chiefs and Lions, Thursday night, can't get here fast enough. I'm sick of the preseason. I've had enough. I want the real thing. Let's go, Adam. We're almost there. All right, let's start here. We, We have a few more teams that are still in the process, I guess, of figuring out who their starting quarterback uh, is going to be for week one. Some of them we kind of know who it's going to be, and they just haven't said it yet. One of those was Tampa. I, we played Bowles yesterday after they uh, played the Jets Saturday night, and he's, you knew Adam when he said, I didn't want to put Baker in with the backup offensive line. I mean, that was like the tell uh, that Baker was going to be the starting quarterback they didn't want to get him busted up with the backups, but Bowles does make that official today, Adam. Yeah, and, and here's the uh, let, let's get to the point you made about playing with the backups. It is very rare in the preseason. In fact, I can't remember the last time I saw it that a team starter would play with a backup of, uh, offensive line. It just doesn't happen. So, yeah, that would be a tell. Now, Todd Bowles, their head coach of the Buccaneers, he did today announce that it's going to be Baker Mayfield, who, by the way, is on a one year deal. So let me just give you a kind of some background on, on Mayfield. I could tell you uh, my reporting on this. I had heard at the combine, they were after him. They wanted Baker Mayfield. It's not a huge deal. We'll make $4 million fully guaranteed at signing. That's the, the base salary. He's got four and a half million in incentives, which are based on uh, player performance, playing time, and how it, if the team makes the playoffs and how well they do. And that's four and a half million. So a total of eight and a half million. If you really look at this situation, Mike, this is now four teams for Mayfield. But one of the reasons why the Bucks and other teams were involved, it was really the Bucks that were the strongest on him. Remember when he had to play in what a Thursday night game after being cut by the Panthers very, very quickly? 
He was claimed by the Raiders. Did a very good job. It was kind of shocking how well he played. So he kind of revived himself and his career in terms of showing he could be an NFL starter. And they're taking a chance here. Now, Kyle Trask is their number two. He was a second-round pick in 2021. Now, the, the book on him is he was a big guy with a good arm, but he's got not great mobility. That, that was a problem for NFL teams of why he was not a first-round pick at a University of Florida. He's had improved mobility. The arm is good. In fact, if you saw him in last week's game against the Jets, like his completion percentage was great, but not a lot of downfield throws. He wasn't really challenging downfield, but he was accurate. So he'll be he'll be the backup this year for them. And and, and what, quite frankly, is some change here. No more Tom Brady. Obviously, he's retired. This is going to be a change here. This is going to be a complete change. And I was with uh, the Panthers last summer, and I saw Mayfield practice for two days with the Panthers when they were in New England. Uh, and I'll tell you, he just he was very inconsistent. And that's been the thing for him, Mike. He started off well. Remember, they, they made the playoffs at Kevin Stefanski's first year with the Browns, and it was kind of down downhill from there. But I will tell you from behind the scenes, this is the guy the players rally around. He's a very good leader, but he's got to play with more discipline with his feet and his accuracy, and that's been the problem with him. Mike, it's been his accuracy. I'm a Baker fan, Adam. Uh, I know, and like you said, this is his fourth team. I mean, guys really don't get – this many bites at the apple uh, before they have to go the backup route uh, for a little while. But what do you think about, about them this year? Because it's a division where they're the long shot uh, when you look at the odds right now, but I don't think there's any great or dominating team in the NFC South. Do you see this season playing out as Baker can keep them hanging around through November and December? Or do you think it's going to be bad where, by Halloween, they're going to be uh, putting Trask in there to see what he can do uh, at the NFL level. Well, a couple things. So on that, and to help out Baker Mayfield, they are going to start with the run game. I know talking to people who work with Todd Bowles, he, you can't be a running team with, with Tom Brady, but they really wanted to be more of a running team going forward, and it's going to go through Rashad White, who's a first-year starter. Um, he was a third-rounder last year out of Arizona State. Sort of an upright runner, but great vision, power. He can handle a lot of volume. That will help Mayfield stay on schedule. You know they've got this great receiver core. Trey Palmer, though, a six-round pick out of Nebraska, has been terrific at training camp. One of the fastest receivers for this draft. He'll make the football team, but obviously it's going to, the passing game will go through Mike Evans and Godwin. So listen, when you look at this football team, and it's kind of what you're saying, you look, you, you look, at, the, you look at their future numbers, right? Six and a half, seven wins. It's been balanced in the offseason. They're going to be somewhere around seven or eight wins, I think, Mike, when they finish, which obviously would be under 500. I don't know if they'll be consistent enough, but they're going to give Mayfield every chance to be that guy this season. And, and I get it. They drafted Kyle Trask, Mike. We know that. But let's look at the division. Desmond Ritter, a first-year starter quarterback. Bryce Young, a rookie quarterback. And Derek Carr was cut by the Raiders. I know they've got a he's got a deal that – is fully guaranteed through two years, but we don't know how Derek Carr is going to play. And I know a lot of people are picking the Saints. I get that. At least he's been a starter. But things are not great in this division. A lot of turnover at the quarterback position, Mike. It's going to look different, quite frankly. Show me another division that's got four new starters. That's kind of odd. Yeah, uh, I'm on the Falcons. That's who I've kind of hitched my wagon mm. to uh, here in the preseason. Uh, for the, I just think they're going to run it. And the way Smith coaches and he wants to play, I think B. John Robinson's going to be a big part. Everything else that they do, uh, I think they're going to run the football a lot and give Ritter uh, good opportunities to win them some games. Colts and Eagles joint practice ahead of their final preseason game. 
coming up this week. Final game for everybody, of course, the third and final preseason week. First, tell me about the skirmishes, and then I want to get into uh, Jonathan Taylor with you. All right, so I was there today. Uh, The Eagles are hosting the Colts, and they play Thursday evening. Yeah, it it is – it it was interesting. So there was a very small one. It it just – there's a lot of pushing. But then there was one where Jason Kelsey, the Eagles All-Pro center, hit Zaire Franklin, a a Colts starting linebacker, from behind. And Jason apologized after. He, He was pretty honest with the media. He felt bad about it. Because Kenny Gainwell's the, well, we'll get into Gainwell in a second here. Is Eagles running back? He got pushed, and was, they were a little bit too physical with, with Gainwell. And remember, there's no tackling to the ground here, so that was a little surprising. So Kelsey came from behind and pushed him, and Franklin never saw it, so he was kind of upset. And I would say for 45 seconds to a minute, this, this was a brouhaha. And it's funny before because it's been kind of good weather, no humidity, mid 70s. Things are very calm here because they're they're. they're you know, you're not taking guys to the ground. And then you saw this happen. It's kind of strange. But the big story is obviously Jonathan Taylor. The, the Colts have given uh, Taylor's agent, Malkikawa, uh, permission to seek a trade. And just talking, to, I'm just working on this. It's going to be tough. I'm not saying it's going to be, it's not going to get done. But the Colts have put it out to teams, put it out to the league that they want a lot in return. But Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud talent, Mike. Last year was a rookie deal. Not only would you have to give up significant compensation to get him, you, get, you don't do that not get him signed to extension. That's the way it works. You have to get him signed to extension. Uh, a, a new deal. Mike, you're looking at 14 to $15 million, million per season. That's really what it should come down to if, you get, if, if they trade him and, and he would get that new deal, which would have to happen. And remember, he's also coming off of ankle surgery. He hasn't even practiced yet. Now, I know some people are saying he should be good to go by now. And, and he was there today. I did see him in a sweatshirt. But it's definitely an odd situation. It's awkward. And by the way, I could tell you, Deion Jackson – it was a 2021 undrafted free agent on the Duke. Is looks like he would be the main back. They would they would help, probably have a committee if they do wind up trading uh, Jonathan Taylor. But if you might remember, Deion Jackson had a couple really big games for the Colts last season. But and they also have Zach Moss, who's, who's out with an injury, who who they got in a trade with Buffalo last season. But when you have a rookie quarterback in Richardson you need to give him a running game and they just obviously would not be as good. And that's not the way you want to start off things. And by the way, Jonathan Taylor, a very high character guy. What Jim Irsay, Mike, the owner has to do is stop talking about Jonathan Taylor. He doesn't make the situation better. And and by the way, you know, this Irsay said within the last week that they're not trading him. Now they're giving permission to seek a trade. That's bizarre to me. But but this whole thing has been bizarre, Adam. When you think about the timeline from when the Colts showed up, at training camp in late July. Obviously, Taylor was one of the running backs on the call with the Barkley stuff going on. Every running back was on the call. He's one of the next guys to get paid. You knew that this would come up. Ursay wouldn't stop talking about it. And then the next bizarre thing was him leaving to go rehab somewhere else. You know this. You're around all these teams. Nobody goes in rehabs on their own away from the facility in the middle of training camp. It's, It's ludicrous. They have all the facilities you could ever possibly need to rehab right there with the team. So that made no sense either. You knew it was going to come to this, but I just, like you, I don't think there's enough time with two weeks before the season starts yeah. and teams are kind of set. And I'll one more thing on top of that. You know, they don't want to pay him all this money, but they want the most compensation back for him. That's kind of weird, Adam. You know, they don't want to pay him what he's possibly worth, but to get something back, they want all that. So that's kind of, that's interesting in my, in my point of view. 
It's weird. It they don't want to pay he, him, but they want all the top top shelf he's stuff. He's the heart and soul of their offense. He's one of their best players. You, you yeah. know, when he led the NFL rushing a couple of years ago, the guy's a special talent. Now, to his credit, he played with a high ankle sprain last season. He came back from it, and then it, it, it got worse, so he had, had to have surgery. That surgery should not have kept him out this long. Now, by the way, you should know, we should definitely note this, he was given permission to leave the team when he did, and then he also yeah. left with a personal issue. But it is weird. I agree with you. This is not what they want. And by the way, they have a new head coach, Shane Steichen, who came from Philadelphia. And he's got a, 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 a first-round quarterback who needs a lot of work and needs a running game behind him. It's it's just not good. You don't need this type of distraction when, when you got the fans all excited about their quarterback, Richardson, who I was able to see today. He was a big guy. By the way, he he reminds me of Cam Newton and, 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 and Josh Allen. He's a big dude. He's nearly 6'4", actually nearly 6'5", 245 yeah. at least. He's, he's got a big arm. He's raw. He needs a lot of work. Remember, he only started one year at the University of Florida. But, again, it, it, it just takes away from what they're trying to accomplish. And they're rebooting this football team with this new coaching staff. Uh, last night, uh, Ravens in Washington. I know that all the hubbubs, the win streak. Who cares about that yeah. stuff? I thought the most important thing that came out of that game, Adam, as much as you could really take out of a preseason game, is how well Howell played for Washington yep. with the ones, the way he got Dotson involved, McLaurin involved before he left with the toe injury. That is very encouraging for Ron Rivera and Washington that Howell looked that good. And and, and remember, because you mentioned the, the win streak, so the Ravens took that seriously. And uh, I, 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 a couple things. I was with the, uh, the Ravens and Commanders recently at, at uh, the Ravens complex. And that Ravens offense, Mike, looks completely different. It's not your father's yeah. run the ball all the time offense. It's, it's they're going to put a lot of on Lamar Jackson. Remember, they've built up that passive core. And Sam Howell, he's a he's sort of a risk taker. He's an aggressive thrower. I'm really interested to see what what Ron Rivera wants to run the ball all the time. If he lets Eric Bieniemy dial it up, if, if Howell is 19 for 25 and 188, and they want to, and he's rolling, let him throw the football because they've got a very good receiver core. You can't bring Eric Bieniemy there and then get involved with what Eric Bieniemy wants to do. That was not why you brought him there. You brought Eric Bieniemy there to run his offense. So you're right. Ron probably wants to run it, old-time yes. football, not make mistakes. Yes. You brought him. Then you shouldn't have hired Eric Bieniemy if you don't want him to have Sam Howell trying to throw the football all over the yard. One last thing, 20 seconds. Yeah. I love uh, how Jordan Love looks with the Packers. I think yes. they're going to be real good at him. I think Love looks great. Yeah, he does. And this is his fourth year in the offense, and that helps in being in that West Coast offense. You're right. Yep. Uh, Adam, we'll talk to you later this week. Uh, we are getting so close. We can taste Can't it. Can't wait. Adam Kaplan, our Sports Grid NFL insider. Coast to coast on a Tuesday. We will come back. Wrap this puppy up right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you aboard. Uh, so just to piggyback off of what me and Adam were just talking about with the Jonathan Taylor stuff. So then I see this... Uh, this came out, I guess, late this afternoon. Steichen did his normal media, and they just kept – obviously, they're going to keep asking him about Taylor. What about Taylor? What's going on with Taylor? So he's referred all questions now uh, to uh, the general manager, Chris Ballard. Uh, I'm trying to get the – my focus is the football team, the joint practice, getting ready for Thursday. Uh, I'll refrain all questions to general manager Chris Ballard. So thank good for Steichen, honestly. He's his first year as a head coach. He's got a 1,000 things going on. He's got a team that's not going to be that great. He's got a rookie quarterback. He's got, and he's got to deal with this nonsense. I do the same thing. Go talk to that guy. All right, go, go talk to the general manager. Go find him and shake his tree. Yeah, leave me alone about this running back, who, whatever's going to happen with him. Uh, good job by Steichen. First good thing he's done so far at camp. Uh, Harden gets a big fine from the NBA. Um, honestly, this is the story that just can't go away fast enough. Anybody had enough of this James Harden, Daryl Morey, Soap opera, it just never ends. Like, who cares at this point? We talked to Coach yesterday. Oh, they're going to uh, they're gonna investigate his comments. Uh, they're going to investigate Maury. Sounds like they investigated Harden. They slapped him with the 100 grand. Harden's the one who's got to pay the dinner bill, as Scotty always loves to say. Not Maury. Tough scene, uh, but it can't end fast. He's going to put – just get rid of him. Tell him for nothing at this point. Uh, great job today by everybody involved. Uh, Cam Stewart, of course. We had Davis Maddock today, Mike DeCourcy, Adam Kaplan. Tremendous job, as always, by Mafia and the crew. Uh, we will come back tomorrow. It'll be me and Cam again. All the golf picks for tomorrow. And Rick Haro on a Wednesday. Again. Unbelievable. I know. You can't believe it. Game Time Decisions is next. Gabe and Cam have you covered. I'll see you tonight on Sports Grid Radio. 10 p.m. East for Carver and Lisi, Sands Lisi. Solo mission for me tonight. I'll see you then. Coast to coast. See you tomorrow on the grid. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.